welcome to this week's Eye on the Triangle. It's Tuesday, October 29th, and we thank you for tuning in. I'm Andrew Eichen, and tonight we bring you coverage of North Carolina's newly expanded concealed carry law. In addition, we've got more with NC State graduate Kate Roby show. But first, meteorologist Katie Costa. Katie, we've had a pleasant day today, and it felt a lot warmer compared to last week. But how does this warm weather plan on sticking around? Well, Andrew, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you asked because today we saw sunny skies and it was gorgeous out there with highs in the low 70s. And the good news is we will continue to see a nice 70s trend for the remainder of this work week, thanks to high pressure building into the region. Tonight we will cool down into the low 50s with mostly cloudy skies. Tomorrow will be partly sunny and even warmer than today with highs in the mid 70s. Overnight Wednesday we will have partly cloudy skies and temperatures will hover around the mid 50s. Now for Halloween, the forecast you've all been waiting for. It looks like this year we will have a warm Halloween treat. Mostly cloudy skies with highs in the mid-70s and lows in the lower 60s. So whether you are planning on dressing traditional, creative, sexy, or scary this year, it will be warm enough for any costume you plan to wear. The only time the weather might decide to play a Halloween trick on you is during the wee hours of the night Thursday, as a cold front begins to make its way into the triangle and bring a slight chance of showers. As this cold front continues to pass through the region overnight Thursday and into Friday morning, our chances of rain will increase to about 70%, with highs around 70 degrees. Showers will continue into Friday evening with lows in the lower 50s. Now, the rain will continue into Saturday for most of the day until around late afternoon. Then the rain will finally begin to taper off. Highs will be in the upper 60s, but by Saturday evening, temperatures will be dropping quickly, with lows getting to around a chilly 39 degrees. So be sure to really bundle up with a hat and some gloves if you are planning on going out this Saturday night. Sunday morning is the best time for a good old hot cup of joe, since we will wake up with temperatures at around 40 degrees, which will slowly climb up to a high of 60 by mid-afternoon. Sunday evening, expect lows to be around freezing, even colder than Saturday evening with temperatures dropping into the lower 30s. Now, even though it'll be a rainy start to the weekend, skies will clear out by Sunday evening, so the moon and stars will be visible, especially if you get a chance to head away from the city to your favorite stargazing spot. I'm meteorologist Katie Costa. Thanks for tuning in to your weather here on Eye in the Triangle. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Katie. You're welcome. (laughs) And now here's Sydney with the news. Thanks, Andrew. Yesterday, in Beijing, China, a vehicle crashed into the Forbidden City in what was suspected to be a suicide charge that killed five people and injured 38. The crash is linked to two suspects of Uyghur descent. Radicals among the Muslim Turkish Uyghurs has rebelled against the Chinese rule for years. An unusually large number of violent incidents have occurred over the summer, and Chinese security forces say they have been guarding against attacks outside of Xinjiang. The Communist Party rule and in China and its ethnic Han majority have caused aggravation with the Uyghurs, who are culturally, religiously, and linguistically distinct. The World Health Organization, or WHO, have confirmed a polio outbreak in Syria, finding the virus present in 10 to 22 sub- suspects. The virus has a high chance of spreading across the region and is the first outbreak in 14 years. Plans to deliver immunizations are under discussion and are hoped to take place in November. The strongest storm, dubbed Stormageddon in decades, hit the southern regions of Britain on Monday, reaching winds up to 99 miles per hour. One boy was reported missing the day before the storm hit, but was not found before waves prevented further searches. At least a dozen people have been reported killed. Car bombs in neighborhoods in Baghdad and a suicide bomber in a northern city in Iraq resulted in 66 dead across the country on Sunday. 
No one has claimed responsibility for the attacks, but the MO matches the tactics of the local branch of Al-Qaeda. These blasts have now raised the October death count to 555 people. Flooding caused by, cyclo- by cyclone Feline in, a southern, in southern India has killed dozens and has caused the evacuation of over 70,000 people. It has also damaged and destroyed hundreds of thousands of homes, as most of them were made from mud, wood, and thatch. The region has suffered hundreds of billions of dollars of crop damage. On Saturday, a 7.3 magnitude earthquake hit the coast of Fukushima, Japan. The quake caused tsunamis up to 15 inches along the coast, but no casualties were reported. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Sydney. And now here's Ben with your Wolfpack Sports Update. The NC State football team traveled to Tallahassee this past Saturday to face off against the third-ranked Florida State Seminoles. The matchup ended with a loss for the Wolfpack, 49-17. FSU jumped all over the pack in the first half, taking a 42-0 lead into halftime, but State was able to outscore the Seminoles in the second half, 17-7. Unfortunately, it was too little too late against a team that is arguably the best in the nation. Shadrach Thornton shown in a game where there wasn't much to be happy about, rushing for season-best 173 yards and two touchdowns. Defensively, the pack was led by Dante Johnson, who had two second-half interceptions and a team-leading eight tackles. The loss this week puts them at 3-4 and four on the year. The Wolfpack football team will be at home this week to face off against our travel UNC to cap off homecoming week. The women's soccer team only played one game this week, losing a close game on the road to in-state rival Duke 1-0. The defense played a great game, and the outcome may have been different if star striker Jackie Stingle hadn't been sidelined due to an injury. With one game to go in their season, the women's soccer team now has a 6-12 and record. Please come out and support the seniors on their senior night this Thursday when the pack end their season against Wake Forest. The men's soccer team had a very impressive week, beating Liberty 2-0 and then winning a crucial ACC game against Virginia Tech. Nick Surkamp and Alex Martinez were the goal scorers in a game against Liberty that wasn't nearly as close as the score would indicate. Only the top eight teams in the ACC get to participate in the conference tournament, and before their game against Virginia Tech, NC State was sitting in 10th place. However, the Wolfpack were able to take a 3-0 lead over the Hokies early in the second half with a goal from Nazmi Abadawi, his second of the day, which added to the earlier goals scored by Nick Surkamp. State was then able to hold off a late Virginia Tech rally to win the game 3-2. The wins this week have given the men's soccer team a 6-4-4 record, which is good enough to put them in that crucial eighth spot in the ACC. Their next game will be tonight against Appalachian State. This will be the men's senior night, so please come out and show your support. The volleyball team had a fantastic week, beating Pittsburgh 3-2 and then Maryland 3-1 the very next day. State has now won five straight home ACC games. Darian Hopper headlined the Wolfpack attack once again, recording 22 kills against Pittsburgh and 15 against Maryland. Another strong week has put the volleyball team at an impressive 17-5 on the season. They are now ranked third in the ACC, just one game behind in-state rivals Duke and North Carolina. The next game will be on Friday at Miami. The swimming and diving teams recently faced off against Georgia Tech and FSU at the pack's first tri-meet of the season. The women beat Georgia Tech easily by a score of 224-76, to but then lost to the Seminoles 162-136. to The men beat the Yellow Jackets as well by a score of 193-95, to but then barely lost to FSU 157-143. to The women have a 2-1 record this year, and the 24th-ranked men are 1-2. 
The NC State swimming and diving teams will host a tri-meet against Duke and Miami next Friday. That does it for my sports recap, but if you'd like a more in-depth look at NC State sports, please tune in tomorrow for Pulse of the Pack at 7 o'clock right here on WKNC. Thanks, Ben. Up next, one of our former students is a contestant on the reality TV show The Voice. We'll take a quick break, but stick with us for the story. Welcome back. North Carolina recently expanded the carrying rights of gun owners, and it's causing controversy, but maybe not in the place you might think. Here's Michaela with the story. Raleigh parks have had signs banning concealed guns for a while, but now some of them are coming down. This has sparked debate in the local activist groups, both for and against this policy. Signs like this have sparked debate in other cities and counties in North Carolina, like Morrisville, Wilmington, Asheville, Charlotte, and Hickory. The grassroots of North Carolina have been lobbying for the Raleigh Parks Department to update the signs to reflect the state law that allows concealed guns in the parks. The grassroots of North Carolina believe that these signs have an easy fix like putting duct tape over them, not completely taking them down. The initial response to grassroots of North Carolina by the Raleigh Parks Department was that updated signs would only be installed when existing ones were in poor condition or needed to be replaced. Also stated was that the law passed in the General Assembly may be revised or changed, and to change the signs now would be very costly. Continuous lobbying and the idea of legal action being taken against Raleigh from the grassroots led to the Raleigh Parks and Recreation Director, Diane Sawyer, to say that the incorrect signs will be removed Wednesday, but the city will not change the signs that include multiple park rules that also state an individual cannot possess firearms or other weapons while in the parks. These signs do not distinguish between concealed or openly carried guns. For Eye on the Triangle, I'm Michaela O'Connor. The Voice is a popular TV show showcasting untapped talent on national television. Two weeks ago, we brought you the first in a series of the discussion between our contributor, Sydney, and the contestant, Kat Roby Show. Here's the second in that series. Hey, guys. Join me for part two of my interview with Kat Roby Show, an NCSU graduate that's now on the TV show, The Voice. All right. You mentioned a bit uh, about like the preliminaries to getting to the uh, blind auditions. Can you tell me a bit about the process mm-hmm. of getting onto The Voice? Yeah, so um, when when my band, The Design, was still together, um, I met met a guy named Ben who had connections with um, Vinnie Rich and Adam Polak. They are owners of a company called The CE Network, and they work with Red Distribution and Sony International. Um, and I was... I was at the beginning interested in them, uh, hopefully, you know, managing me at one point and they listened to the album and they came and saw my band at Arlene's grocery in New York. Uh, and they came up to me, Vinny came up to me and he said, I, I love you. You've got a fan, but I think that you need to move on from this band. And I think, and we were already breaking up, so it didn't matter, but yeah. <laughs> you know, we were like, okay, yeah, whatever. The catalyst. No, no, he wasn't the catalyst. I should, I should add, no, no, no. We were already breaking up. Sadly, sadly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, Any band you need with you to. Must be great. Oh, I worked with some really amazing musicians. Um, I and I'm and I'm still friends with with most of them. It's been uh, we we still keep in touch. It's been great. And one of them, yeah. one of them was a bridesmaid of mine. And, oh, really? Yeah, and we're, she's one of my best friends. And one of uh, one of the supporters that was there at the blinds, Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a former bassist. Really? So I've worked with some amazing people. I've been That's so very awesome lucky. that you guys still keep in touch. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It was so, it was just a congenial type of breakup. It was just, um, we broke up because I really wanted to do original music, and um, we started as a cover band, and the problem was that 
you had people going in all different directions. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to do this, but I also had to keep this person happy and this person happy. And, you know, this person wants a, a paycheck. And, and we just kept rotating members in and out because nobody was happy because wow. I wanted this. This person wanted this. Um, and, you know, like if, if I had said, I just want to play cover music, that's all I want to do, then I think we would still maybe have the original members of the band, you know? Really? But it was just it was just me, like, really trying so desperately to hold on and keep things together when I think I should have walked away before before I did, just because everybody just wanted different things. And I was trying so hard to fit a square peg and a round hole and it just doesn't work. So, um, you know, and also it's like, I saw it as if the band breaks up and I quit the band, it's a failure, but it wouldn't have been a failure. It would have just been, okay, this isn't working, moving on, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I didn't realize that until I listened to the art of quitting. And I think it was a podcast on, um, Freakonomics or something like that. So yeah, yeah, I made it. It made Freakonomics it, is awesome. Yeah, they're oh, oh man. So I was like, I just put a new perspective on things. But you asked me. Sorry. Yes. Going yes. back. Going back. <laughs> yeah. So um. So yeah. So uh. So a few months went past. Um. I'm not really sure when the band broke up in late October, and then it was it was a it was a while. Um. And then Vinny uh, contacted me, and he said, uh, "My friend Peter Cohen with the Voice." is calling around to people in the industry and he's looking for, for potential artists who would maybe like to come and audition for the show. And now there are two ways that, um, that you can get, uh, an audition. One is the open call where you go and you stand, you see the videos of people standing in line, long, long lines for hours. And, you know, you can do that or, you can um, get an industry audition, and I think you can do that either by sending a video in mm-hmm. or knowing someone in the business and, you know, yeah. it, industry audition for industry reasons anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, so I had a few months to prepare, and in late January, I, I drove down to Atlanta, and um, and then I had, I had the three songs that I did for them, and I had to, you know, perform it. And for them, for the, the three people that were there, but also for the, the video that was going back to L.A. for the executive um, producers. Okay. So I had to wait a few months after that. It's a long process. Um, oh, it sounds it. Months at a time, you said. Right? Yeah, yeah, it can drive you crazy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean, not speaking from personal yeah. experience or anything. Um, but yeah, so so then I got the call that they wanted me to, they wanted to fly me out for the executive callbacks. Um, and I think at that point it had been whittled down from 40,000 people to about 1,000 people. Oh, boy. Yeah. Talk about a lot of work. Yeah, I know, which is why I was so impressed that, that Michelle remembered me. But um, so, so yeah, so we went out and I basically did the same thing I did in Atlanta, except mm-hmm. in front of the executive producers this time. Um, and then went back to Raleigh. And then I can't remember how long it was before I heard from them saying, all right, we want you to audition for the blinds. So they flew me back out. We wow. did we did wardrobe. We did um and those pants, by the way. Which work so cool. Thank you. Um I just those are just pants that I wear like out on the town and I wore them to the wardrobe fitting to like change out of and they're like, yeah. now you're wearing those pants. And I was like, Yay! And then they keep your clothing for several months before they do the <laughs> blinds. And I'm like, Oh, I just bought these pants. Now I can't wear them. <laughs> they're supposed oh. to be my summer pants. Um, no, it's fine. So, uh, so yeah, so, um, it's a long, long process and, and, and they film the shows like 
they interchange the shows and actually um they're they're working on season six right now really yeah so um so it's kind of it's kind of crazy i mean they're they're a well-oiled machine they are they're doing very very well and they they know but they you know they put us up in a really nice hotel and they they take very good care of us and you know there's literally like zero expenses on our end and um it's it's very very nice but uh but yeah that was it and then um and then you fly out to LA and you have 3 weeks of preparing and and then there are 4 days that they film the blinds and and uh yeah I was I was lucky I got to go on um I was supposed to go on day 1 but I got pushed back to day two, um, but I was lucky to to go then because once yeah. this once the chairs are filled up, they're filled up, and and uh, you know, so I was very lucky. <laughs> that sounds like such an just a, such an experience, just in general. Yeah, Jeez. it's pretty crazy. It's taken yeah. over my life. <laughs> and so you mentioned that uh, a lot of these are actually filmed ahead of time, and this is, you know you've already, every all the battles have already been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to, I guess, more of the individual uh, singing, where it's just people sending in their votes and saying who they yeah. want to support that yeah. episode, is that going to be filmed in the future, or has that already been filmed as well? And they just wait till people respond till that day. That's live. Oh, that is live. Yeah, that's okay, live. Then. Yep. Oh, that must be awesome then. Something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. I don't um, know what's going on. Yeah, I watch mean, the that's, show. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely have to make sure everyone tunes in. <laughs> So what have you been doing since now that you're back home from the battles? Have you just been kind of relaxing, waiting to see, like making awkward eye contact with people to see if they recognize you? Yeah. Nobody has recognized me yet that doesn't already know me. Oh, really? Like, hey, I saw you on The Voice last night. Um, You played my sister's wedding like three years ago. Like, yay. <laughs> um, Yeah. Nobody. Um, No, nobody has recognized me. That's Okay. You know, I only have, like, worn the black and white striped pants every time I've got... No, I haven't. No, I'm not doing that. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been doing Just that. strutting around town in those things. Yeah. I have not been doing that. Um, I'm staying really busy. Uh, I, you know, when the band broke up, I decided that I wanted to learn how to play the piano. I've That's been playing nice guitar. Instrument. Oh, man. I know. And I and I wish I'd started a long time ago. Um, I do play the guitar. Not great, but, you know... Rhythm, fine, whatever. But um, it was never really my instrument. And so um, I switched over to the piano and um, I spend several hours a day practicing. And and because uh, I, I want to once I have the opportunity, I want to start playing out live piano um, and forming. Really? Yeah. And forming a band around that, um, because that that's way more like Queen and David Bowie. Like that's the theatrical rock and roll that I, I want to go more towards. And. What I'm hoping the show will do for me is is give me the name that is going to attract other really good musicians that are going to want to form a band around me. Yeah. Um, and just have a really nice organic experience that way. Um, that sounds like a great plan. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, <laughs> you Hopefully. know, that's in the voice, obviously, but then you go, okay, well, you know, I can definitely make something out of this no matter what. Yeah. And, you know, they've said people that have only made it past the blinds have have received you know record record contracts and stuff like that so i mean i have no idea who knows um i'm just enjoying it you know i'm just trying to i'm one of those people i'm i'm a constant worrier and i'm also constantly like um it's hard for me to allow myself to enjoy things if that makes any sense yeah i can kind of see where you're coming from yeah talk to me a bit more about that if you don't mind no it's fine it's like um well you know it's it's like a lot of it's funny. I'm going to name drop now, but um, Eric from Delta Ray, we had uh, we had lunch 
way way back and um because i was i needed some advice from him and his band's doing very well and um but i asked him i was like you know do you understand the feeling of playing a really really amazing show where just you know you've got a great turnout and people are cheering and you've just got this ecstatic feeling of just being you know high-fiving a million angels and just everything is great and then when you step off stage as the minutes tick by the it's very it's surprising like how quickly that feeling fades you know Mm -hmm. um so it's like people people that think you might have an ego because of what you're doing whatever it's such a laugh because as a musician you know you beat yourself up constantly and no but like but no i don't i don't think there's there's really one musician that walks around going i'm just awesome god i can't do anything wrong you know so it's it's that constant need of of you know validation you know i and when after my dad passed away i didn't write music for a very very long time and i've actually just started writing again my condolences yeah well thank you um yeah that was just hard and it was just like there was just nothing inside of me that wanted to write but now i'm you know lyrics are starting to pop in my head and i'm getting excited about that and um i'm getting to the point on the piano that i can actually start writing music and i have i can i can lay down progressions and come you know it's it's like it, it's like it was with me on the guitar and writing music on the guitar so that's so awesome yeah so what's the uh, music writing process like for you do you do anything to try and get yourself in the <clears throat> mood is it just whenever no and i rarely sit down and go oh i'm gonna write music uh <laughs> you know i'm literally like i'll start usually for me i'll just start compiling lyrics um i will just start writing lyrics and then um, I'll get on, I'll get on, well, I used to, it used to be that I would get on the guitar and I would just start kind of messing around with chord progressions and then just kind of like s- messing around with melodies in my head. And a lot of times the lyrics just came from that. For Young America, a lot of the lyrics came from movie references, musical references, book references. There's a song called Burn on the album that uh, I I wrote right after I finished reading all the Hunger Games novels. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good song. And I, you know, yeah. And Scream was, was, um, was inspired by Queen's Let Me Entertain You. It was kind of an homage to that. Mm-hmm. And Don't Stop Loving Me has a ton of, uh, ton of movie references. And, uh, Scream has references to Cabaret. There's just, uh, Red Alert, you know, they say something, I say something about anticipation, but I say anticipation. Uh, I like the reference. You got it. Good. Yeah. Good. Rocky Horror. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was a, it was a really, really fun album to write, but it, you know, it took us a few years to put it out just because really? when you're in a, when you're in a cover band and you're, you're making a living playing cover music, there's not that much time for writing original music, but I assume that it's the same as when you're an original band, you're starting out, you don't have any money. You have to have a day, day job. Yeah. Or at least a part-time job. Oh boy. So it's probably the same. Um, you probably, but I'm not, I'm not one of those musicians that like will stay up really late. Um, and, uh, and you know, drink a lot of alcohol and do whatever. And like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a married woman. I have a cat, you know, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> yeah, I'm usually in bed by 10, <laughs> you know? So, um, so it's, it's just kind of interesting, uh, if I wasn't married, I would be up until like 4 a.m. writing yeah. music. But as it is now, I, I have to kind of make it happen during the day. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, of a musician, like even being original, do you have a day job at the moment? Nope. I'm staying very busy. And one of the great things um, 
that I that I have in my life. My, my husband and I have always been very, very supportive of each other. When I met him, uh, I think I had been in the band for a year, and I was, you know, making a living off of off of cover music. And he was working for GE at the time. Um, and mm-hmm. then since we've been together, he's gone back to school. He's actually um, getting his doctorate right now at NC State. Nice. Yeah, he's he's getting his doctorate in chemistry, and he got his um, master's in mechanical engineering. And um, he's one of those. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, he's just being very supportive. He understands that um, you know I'm building up my portfolio in graphic design. I'm also learning a new instrument and putting things together. And and currently, you know, um, while while the show is on, I can't really start anything new just legally. Like, yeah. I can't do anything, so I have to chill and wait until the show's over. So, um, before I can like put out any new music or anything like that. So, um, so, you know, I'm just, I'm laying low and I'm just taking this, this time to learn and become a better musician and a, and a, and a better person. (laughs) All right, Kat, while we wait for the battle stage of the voice to end, let's take a look back at the song you used to audition for the show. You can find the full version of this song on iTunes. For Eye on the Triangle, this is Sydney Bloom. And independent voters in North Carolina might soon gain some influence. Again, here's Michaela with the story. At UNC Greensboro, there's an associate professor named Omar Ali who believes that we are now at the very beginning of a transformation in American politics. He's the co-founder of North Carolina Independents, who are very focused on political reform. Omar Ali believes that independents are outsiders because they're not fully dependent on outside establishments, but they look more for partnerships that will help reform the current political system. He also believes that with the current policy framework, it forces citizens to take sides based on parties and ideologies. North Carolina independents are an ever-growing affiliate of the national organization independentvoting.org. They noted a surge in interest following the government shutdown. Omar Ali and a team of researchers conducted a survey that resulted in about two-thirds of college students being anti-party and are in favor of reforming political structures to reduce partisanship. With the bipartisanship structures, it makes it very difficult for independent lawmakers to make it into office. North Carolina itself doesn't have a single independent state legislature. For Eye on the Triangle, I'm Michaela O'Connor. Well, that's our show for tonight. As always, if you heard anything you liked, you hated, or anything that made you think, let us know on our Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter at WKNC underscore EOT. And be sure to check out our blog at WKNC.org, where you can also download our podcast. That's all we have for now. Be sure to tune in next week for... Well, we'll find out. Good night. (laughs) 